0: You know? you know, every everyone has a story, and, and mm-hmm. you know, what what I built my company on is other people's experiences, and that's really the human journey. The human mm-hmm. journey is us hearing, learning, listening, and then taking that and then mapping into our own life and, and then moving forward. Right? It, it's everyone has a different story. Every founder has a different story. Every career has a story behind it.
1: Hi welcome to another episode of the Cloud Architects podcast. We're straddling three very different time zones today. Um, We're missing Warren. Uh, He's had uh, a lot of other things going on, but uh, we miss you, Warren. Uh, We'll get you on the next one. But I am joined by Nicholas Blank. Hey. And we're very, very honored today to, to speak to a very special guest. I think someone who we've uh, we've all known for a long time, uh, you know, through the community and through the industry. Uh, when we were planning this actual session or this 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 recording a few uh, months ago, actually, now when we were in Cape Town, um, I said to the guys, uh, "Jay is one of my favorite human beings." That's what I, that's how I you know how I described him when we were talking about this to bring him on to the to you know to the the um the show. And so we're super super happy we're able to get. Scheduling worked out and and Jay was willing Mm -hmm. to speak to us. So uh, Jay, thank you for joining us. Really sort of appreciate having you on. It's just kicking off your day, I guess, in California. So um, welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, um, you know, the respect is mutually. uh, I I feel the same for both of you guys. You guys have helped helped me build my company and it's awesome to be around smart people. So I'm looking forward to having some fun today.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. And uh, so, I guess to dive in and for, for folks kind of listening to this who um, who may not think they know you, because I think once mm-hmm. we kind of get down the track here, I think everyone's going to go, ah, I know that guy, or ah, I know that yeah. company. But for folks who, who are kind of listening to this and don't know the name, can you give us a quick just intro of kind of who you are and what you do? Mm.
0: So, I am the technical founder and CEO of VNOW Software. If you have been to Ignite, the exchange conference, the link conference, you have probably been to one of our parties. Um, we love to have a good time. And really the parties are about the community. And I am in forever indebted to the community because I would not have the company I have today. So uh, eNow started as in the monitoring and reporting space. And I can give you a little bit more of the history maybe later in, in the, um, you know in the discussion. But what we do today is we really help keep people productive and what that means is obviously the world has changed clearly with the pandemic the world has changed and if people aren't productive whether it's outlook whether it's sharepoint whether it's OneDrive, whatever they can't get their work done so essentially we do monitoring and analytics and there's a whole host of problems that come and challenges that come with office 365 with active directory with exchange and depending upon the problem what we like to do is eliminate the frustration for the it professional and make things simple. Um, being an IT professional is a thankless job. It is very, very difficult. And I think nowadays we've traded one problem for another and, and you know, obviously the cloud is amazing, but there's a whole new set of challenges. And I think the average user thinks, hey, everything should be up. Facebook is up, Instagram is up. How come our IT systems aren't up? So I have a lot of empathy for those that support technology. And of course that goes back to my background.
1: Right. And, and it's an interesting background, right? And I think it's very kind of valid and worthwhile topic of conversation as well, because, um, you know, Nick and I, I think no, everyone knows we're we, uh, we hold a uh, Port 25 SMTP very near and dear to our hearts because, you know, that's for a long, long time, that's what we did was, was exchange and messaging. Um, but that's a very similar background for you, though, right? As you, you, you used to be uh, slicking yeah. tools with exchange.
0: Yeah, I mean... My, my journey started in, in 1994, so my brother had the privilege of working with Bill Gates back in 91, and I was kind of one of those kids that wasn't sure on what I wanted to do when I graduated high school, and you know, my dad was a big believer in personality tests. He was an entrepreneur, but he also knew that you just can't jump right into being an entrepreneur. It actually mm-hmm. took me 12 years to actually start E now. And, and I needed all that time, actually. I needed all that experience, all those you know getting your butt kicked to kind of start the process. But when I was in when I was a younger um, when I was graduating high school, I had thoughts about potentially being a lawyer. That's what the personality test showed. They said, hey Jay, you're analytical, you like to talk, you like to argue. Mm-hmm. So I went to work for a lawyer um, as an intern. And I loved being in the courthouse researching mm-hmm. or for precedent. But working for the lawyer, my Lord, this person was not a good human being. Um, He was irate. He would yell at people. He would demean them. And it really had nothing to do with the law profession. But in my mind, as a young person, I was like, wow, do I really want to be around people like this? And at that same time, my brother came to me. He was working with Bill, and obviously they wanted NT351 to take on and beat OS2. And they hadn't had uh-huh. the MCSC program really back then. And so my brother came to me, and typical Indian brother, I love him to death. I, I wouldn't have, but he introduced me to my wife as well. So he got me on this career path. I owe a lot to my, my brother. Yeah. He made a bet with me. He said, you know what? I don't think you're smart enough to take these tests. And he flopped <laughs> the Windows for Workgroup resource kit down in front of me and said, I'll, I bet you a thousand bucks you can't pass these tests. And I don't, my ego was hurt. So I said, sure, let's you know, game on. So I had a big container of Mountain Dew cranking up Green Day, and okay. I went through the I&I cool. files and learned everything about this, ripped through these tests,
2: hmm.
0: um, and then then one day I, I chanced upon a job fair, and the number one Microsoft solution provider on the East Coast in Alexander, Virginia, a company by the name of API, um, Mike Atala worked there, uh, Mike Fitzmorris, Spiros facularitis, just a lot of great people came from this company. They had a huge sign and i walked up and said what's the big deal about the mcsc i got four or five tests passed they're like come here come here come here and <laughs> I, I essentially got a job doing that before i knew it i was thrown into um, a gig basically racking and stacking um, exchange servers learning exchange wow. and, and through that experience of working with exchange at the small business administration that's really where i made the connection like wait a minute this is mm-hmm. analytical i'm working with people i'm impacting mm-hmm. things and that just started a whole career path where I became—I hate the word expert—I became an mm-hmm. exchange, uh, exchange server specialist. Maybe is a better word, and I got to travel the world and troubleshoot X four hundred connectors, and you know, mm-hmm. use ISE Tag and ESE Util, and and just it—it it, it opened up a whole new world for me, which is the basis of how the company you know eventually you know came to be.
2: Wow, I don't. Uh... Wow. I actually want to say, I remember those days fondly. um, And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But one of the things I'm hearing a lot of, Jay, and it's difficult to have a conversation with you and not very quickly come to grips with the the amount of passion that you have. Mm -hmm. And where does this passion come from?
0: That is a great question. I would say i believe you're gonna if you're gonna do anything in life do it 110 one of our core values is over deliver the second one is be relentless and you know life your know, life is short um give me one second i lost my dad last september so a little bit of a raw emotion but yeah, yeah. sorry to hear you know, that. but he had taught me if you're going to do something, you know, basically go full force and always Mm. look to deliver value to people. And so by getting into the IT world, you got to see, Hey, when the messaging system is down, people can't work. Mm. And being able to take advantage of the community, get on the forums, get answers. Obviously the world has changed a lot. You can get on Twitter and you can now connect with people over teams and, you know, we can chat over teams without having to go through news groups. But Mm. I think the sense of the community helping people, um, and just living life intentionally you know we're only going to mm-hmm. be here this amount of time and you're going to yeah. work 60 to 70 hours a week that's more time than you spend with your family more spend more time than you spend with, with others do something you like right mm-hmm. so i think the passion mm-hmm. comes from from that and then the second place the passion comes from is just i have to pitch myself every day to realize mm-hmm. that i'm in, in in a seat where we can solve problems for the biggest companies in the world. And it, it still tickles me. I drive down the road and I'll, I'll show my son, hey, there's Volkswagen, you know, they're one of our customers or there's Facebook. And none of that happens if it isn't for people who take a chance on a company like us mm-hmm. and that we get to solve problems. So I think the passion comes from that. Um, that, would be, that would be my answer.
1: And, that's, and it's, it's a good answer, right? I think um, yeah. for a lot of people kind of listening to this now, uh, you know, one of the, I think one of the, the messages that that we're trying to uh, get out there, I guess, as well with with a lot of the guests that we're talking to uh, or talk to, is you. There isn't one single path into to to going somewhere, right? We all have this this journey, and I think you you kind of referred to it at the beginning of the show as the human journey, and I, I think that's a very very good name for this episode as well, right? Because um, you could go from being kind of slinging exchange servers as you put it right and, and you know we have I think Nick and I have similar stories and in fact we that's we met doing that the two of us yes. you know we spent a lot of time uh, in in the early 2000s in you know government bunker data centers doing just that right being locked in, to, in the data center um, getting exchange servers prepped so that we could do migrations um, but you could go from that and 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 you could become you know a founder or a CEO from that background, because I feel like there's this sort of uh, misperception that that you have to, um, there's a specific path you have to follow to get there, right? If you want to be a founder, you have to go do these X, you know, three Absolutely things, and that. then you'll be a founder. And, and and I think that that really isn't, it's it's rubbish, right? And And so I'm really glad to kind of hear your story, because I think it's a, a reinforcement that
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a journey for everyone, right? Follow mm-hmm. your interests, be passionate.
0: No, I would agree completely because I didn't plan on getting into this career, mm. right? It started with a bet. When I was at the SBA racking and stacking servers and configuring them, we would ship them out. And back then, you know, I think the SBA had 84 offices. So we would pack, rack them up, ship them. They would come mm. online and then we would, we would, you know, obviously remotely take care of the computers, the servers. What happened there was the lead guy ended up quitting after like eight months and they were looking for a replacement. And the head person at the SBA said, you should give Jay a shot. And I was like, what? You know, kind of you know, nervous about it. So I didn't plan on continuing down that path. It just happened. Same thing with being an entrepreneur. I remember as a kid going with my dad to his work and everyone in school saying, hey, you're gonna be most likely to succeed. You're gonna start a business. And it didn't happen till I was 30, right? I had to go through all these experiences. I don't think there's a path to being a founder. I think it's more of a mindset. Are you a curious person? And most IT professionals are curious by definition, or else you wouldn't be in this field. That's why mm-hmm. you learn PowerShell, right? You solve problems. And at the core, a founder is somebody who solves problems. And then once you have an idea, then it becomes sheer resolve, passion, grit, mm-hmm. resilience, because you're going to get kicked in the nuts every day, if not mm-hmm. multiple times. I mean, so you have to have a self-care routine. There's, there's, a, there's a lot to it. But anyone can choose that path. But I think it starts with living intentionally and, and not just showing up to work and I'm going to go do this. Where do you want to go to find a path? And then you start you, you start charting a course and no one knows exactly where they want to go. But directionally, mm-hmm. do you know where you want to go? Do you, do you want to know, do you know where you want to be in five years, essentially, right? My dad had me doing that since I was 10 or 11, which was mm-hmm. also the pressure of like, I got all this training and I still didn't know where I want to go, right? So it's kind of yep. funny. That, that's the human journey. It, it, it remains to be written and, and we get to be the authors.
2: Hmm. That's so. That's I, deep, too. I, I've got a um, um probably a very unfair question for you then. And uh, the thing is that because you are such a large human be- being, it's it's just easy to 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 fling these questions at you, right? And I haven't gained now that. that, much
0: that you... You... So come on.
2: Here. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, but the thing is that. Now that you are who you are and that you are a you are the CEO of a a global software company, does that mean that you arrived and that you finished? Or does that mean there's a what does Jay do next? Or have you arrived essentially and you're done?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I believe in the infinite, (laughs) infinite mindset Um, if you guys follow Simon Sinek. I'm working on J right now, what I wrote down in my gratitude journal this morning is J 6.0 is almost ready to become a release candidate. So I have these versions of myself Mm -hmm. um, and I do a lot of self-development work and I will never be finished, you Mm -hmm. know, point point blank, I'll never be finished. With E now, um, we have different challenges. We have the same challenges that IT professionals face just from a different perspective, right? As the world changes, the problems that we solve have to change. Mm-hmm. And the velocity of change right now is absurd. I mean, just mm-hmm. look at teams and the number of features that have been developed. So as a software vendor, we have to pick you know, what problems we solve. As a leader, I have to keep evolving myself. And I think the challenge with being an IT professional and having that, that, that core, the very things that attract you to technology are sometimes the opposite of what it takes to be a great leader. When you're working on a project, it's te- sometimes it's black and white. It's binary. This is the answer. This mm-hmm. is what True. we're going to do. When, you, when it comes to leading humans, that is the farthest from the truth. There is no black and white. I mean, there's certain black and whites on you don't steal, you don't cheat. Right? Mm-hmm. There's core values. That, that is the black and white. But above and beyond that, there's different approaches that people take, different personality types. So what I'm working on right now personally is evolving myself to be a better human, be a better leader. Um, I've, I'll share something with you. I'll share this with the whole world now. Um, I'm working on becoming Joyful Jay. Um, and that's something that I do a lot of work with Tony Robbins and he really gets at the core of there's things that happen in our life experiences. We assign meaning to those experiences. And then there's positive and negatives that come from that. And the negatives hold you back as a person. So what I've learned is, is I've gone through my career and have faced so many challenges. I mean, it's great to be a, a founder of a company, but there's also lots of challenges. You get a big mm-hmm. customer that you thought you wanted and then you realize, oh, oops, our software doesn't scale. How do we solve that problem? Mm-hmm. um what i'm focusing right now on and, and this has a large part to do with my dad's passing is my dad was a very positive person um we used to say he was unipolar he was always on cloud nine you mm-hmm. couldn't you couldn't phase him um he was just very happy and so what i'm working on is evolving my leadership style and also evolving me that even when something frustrating frustrating happens which is going to absolutely happen when you're sitting in the seat you get the hardest problems as a ceo right mm-hmm. How do I maintain a joyful spirit and just step back and say, you know what? I'm living here in Orange County. I get to service, you know, some of the biggest Mm -hmm. customers in the world. Yes, we have a challenge, but I'm going to show up as being joyful. And and it's not a fake joyful, Mm -hmm. but it's more of a measured, okay, I understand where I'm at. Yes, this is a problem. Let's take a step back and we can solve it. So to answer your question, I am far, 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 far away from where I want to be. And I I view J6.0, there's going to be a 7.0 and as the mm. challenges come and I work with my CEO coach and I work with others on my exec team, I just want to keep pushing. And ultimately we also mm. want to keep solving problems. And the two are inextricably linked. Leadership of my company, if I'm doing a good job leading my company, we then can produce great products and, and help people. Does that, does that answer your question? Absolutely.
2: Yeah,
1: and then some, right? I think that's
0: yeah.
1: – it's such a um, – it's a really good way to kind of look at things, right? And I think um, sometimes you take for granted that that's – for a lot of us that's how we, how we how we just live our lives right there's always the the next thing or the you know this evolution of trying to to always uh, continue to grow and um but I think for a lot of folks they get stuck because they they work furiously on achieving a particular thing and then they get to that goal and then they go oh, oh okay cool We're like like what next or next? Nick said you know I've arrived like where's the next thing and then they get stuck in that that sort of comfortable and that rut right without ever challenging themselves or pushing themselves but it's a hard thing to do and i find certainly in my own life um uh, as i'm getting older it's sometimes it's nice to be in the comfortable right and and mm-hmm. you kind of have this false sense of like okay maybe we can just sit here for a little bit right and then i have to kind mm-hmm. of remind myself that hang on like i have to be true to who i am as well which is you know which is to continue to try and grow and continue to try and learn and evolve right so, uh, yeah, I love that answer.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the pain pain. comes with growth, right? And that's another one of our, incidentally, yes. that's another one of our core values in our, in our company is grow or die. Hmm. Either you're growing or you're dying. And I have to remind myself, that's why I do the gratitude list every morning. Hmm. Um, I have to remind myself that the challenges that are in front of me are an opportunity to grow, no matter how hmm. ugly, no matter what mistake I made. And it's very frustrating, but that's where the self-care routine comes in. Nicholas, you were going to say something.
2: I I was. And one of the things I I like about what you said, Jay, is that a lot of us are unprepared for success. So we push really hard. to, Then when it arrives, we are completely unprepared and we don't know how to to deal with it or um, how to respond to it. And so actually, we could either self-sabotage or we could um, get into a holding pattern for a while and kind of miss the day of opportunity that arrives because we just weren't prepared for the fact that we could be successful. So the day that it arrives, it's it's a, maybe a little bit of a case of, oh, no, I have met all of my goals. I've become Whatever that goal might be, I have become the best in the world at something. I've become financially independent, which isn't the only goal in the world. I have um, I've achieved whatever that, that goal is that you set out. And then people get stuck. And what I'm hearing you say is that um, the, the goal is actually not the goal. It's the, the goal for that version of yourself and with that continued growth. Mm -hmm. you are actually preparing to be stuck in that rut and potentially lose yourself
0: well yeah so so i think i'll share something with you that i learned recently and this is where the whole joyful j concept came from it was at a tony robbins conference in in december and i'm not promoting him um you guys can go look him up and i don't believe in following any man Mm -hmm. but my dad introduced me to tony's teachings when i was 12 he paid me to listen to personal power, his cassette tapes, and (laughs) I didn't want to listen to him. what 12-year-old would, but he talks about experiences and and what the human mind, and the human mind's default state is to go negative, and it comes from the caveman days of fear of flight, so a lot of us, including myself historically, would look to compare myself to others, and in my case, I have a brother who worked with Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, and Larry and Sergey, right, tech titan, Um, but when you compare yourself to others, it's just, that's not a game you ever want to play because you can always find someone who's done something different than you. And we don't tend to look at all the circumstances that make up that. We just oh, this person's did something and, and now I'm inferior. But when you're competing against yourself, you can play the game every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, where my mindset is, is how do I show up better every day? And then when I look at the problems that, that come up as a CEO, I have a choice. I could blame others or I could own it. And the right answer is own it, right? Because it's my company, mm-hmm. I put the people there. And then that gives you the ability to keep kind of pushing forward. And, and the, more, the more you push forward, the more challenges you get, the better you get at it dealing with them. You start building up resilience. And I thought I'd mastered resilience until my dad passed. And then I got hit with a whole new wave of, of challenges. And then what I wrote down in my gratitude journal is just like when you lift weights, as you get heavier weights, the only way to get stronger is to get past that, that breaking point, right? So I think it's, it's mindset that helps. Um, and then not comparing yourself to somebody else and just looking at yourself and saying, hey, what do I want? Where do I want to go? Mm-hmm. I achieve this goal. And then to get fulfillment, it has to be something that helps other people. Because if it's only I want the Ferrari, I want these material mm-hmm. possessions," and nice cars are cool. I love nice cars. But at the end of the day, if you're only focused on yourself, you will mm-hmm. get there with a billion dollars and you will not be happy. How many billion, mm-hmm. how many how many rich people have you seen commit suicide? Right, so fulfillment is is a is a game that we're pl- that we're all playing. And, and these are these are just this is just my perspective.
1: Mm. No, and it's an interesting Another one, right? And I think um, I it's interesting you mentioned Tony Robbins. Like I've 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 obviously known of him for a while. And you uh, know the two like I'm you know I follow you um, and and we're you know we've been friends for a while. So I kind of know what's for the most part what's going on in your life and and your journey and how much um, I think you've um, uh, what's, what's the right word like how how much of an influence Tony Robbins has had in your career and life right and 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 I recently kind of came across um his new book um and I forget what it's called Life Force I think yep. uh about kind of um uh, a lot of the kind of medical things that he's been looking into and 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 man I tell you what it's some, it's some fascinating stuff right and I I definitely think it has the uh, I can see why a lot of people are very polarized by him, right? A lot—you either like him or you don't—and um, because I think he, he you know, he doesn't—he doesn't apologize. He's unapologetically himself, and i, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, Sydney, Sydney have been something that I've been kind of looking into, digging into a little bit lately. Is—is is, um, some of the 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 uh, regenerative medicine and the things that he's been kind of going into in that new book of his, which I thought is is pretty awesome. Um, but, so
0: but there's a tie in here, like for your audience. Like yeah. a common thing I've seen um, happen with IT professionals, and this has become a, a topic that people feel more comfortable talking about. And I'm so grateful yeah. that this has happened. And it's yeah. a topic that I'm super passionate about, passionate about, which is burnout.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think IT professional with the stress of supporting technology, mm. always on, you know. And, and I think because there's less visibility today because of the cloud. The mm. burnout is real. And, and one of the things I've learned from, from Tony and just others, Simon Sinek, this other great leaders, there's so, there's so much content available to us, is yep. the importance of self-care. So if you have an IT job, and, and by, by definition, it's a thankless job, and you're under pressure, especially if you're doing a migration and management thinks, oh, we can just go to 365. And obviously, the pandemic, one of the big benefits of the pandemic, if I dare say that, is technology just fast-forwarded. But mm. the stress of managing technology, the need for self-care, I mentioned multiple times in this interview doing mm. gratitude lists. Having a self-care routine is so, so critical mm. to be able to, to to avoid the burnout. And, and that's really mm. where the gratitude thinking about others and reminding ourselves, because the mind again takes us straight, you know, straight to the problems. So that's been Definitely. a huge part of, of um that's been a huge part of me being able to do what I do is, is having a very tight self-care routine of gratitude. I mean, I usually wake up at 4.30 in the morning. Nicholas, you and I've chatted probably around that yeah. time. And I have a very strict routine that I, that I follow. And mm-hmm. that helps me get my head on straight for the day. And then I can mm-hmm. go take on the challenges.
1: Yeah. I think that's, uh, you, you're, you're definitely right to bring up the self-care thing, right? Because I think also um, uh, our generation to generally as well, we don't want to talk about that stuff, right? because it makes you seem we don't want to be vulnerable because it makes you seem weak. Um, and I don't think that that's the right approach. Um, and I think more and more, uh, folks are starting to kind of get to this, come to this realization that, Hey, you know what, it's okay to admit when you're, you're having a little bit of a struggle or when things aren't what they should be. Right. Um, when you can't be joyful <laughs> all the time, uh, you know, I, I, I you know, uh, I think people who listen to the show kind of know that, you know, there's been a lot of change going on in my life over the last year. It's, 2021 was just a, it was an insane year. Like it literally was like February came around and someone just hit the fast forward button, you know, 64 X on the year. And it just went just so crazy. Like the amount of stuff I was juggling and, you know, you kind of get through the end of it and you go, okay, well, cool. Let's not do that again. But there's lasting effects to some of these things. Right. And I'm starting to see that, that now, um just on a lot of the stuff that i kind of was running through last year and a lot of it is all sort of you know self-imposed right taking on more than more than you you really should or not knowing when to say no i think is another really important thing uh and skill to learn As you know at what point do you can you can you admit that hang on you know i don't know that i should or could be doing this or um uh you know when you when you become known for just like wanting to be helpful and help people, sometimes you just end up overwhelming yourself, right? And it's definitely a lesson that I've learned myself is, man, and, and, it, and it's,
0: it's, it's a tough to recover. You know? Chris, you just nailed it. You said the word lesson. Yeah. So, so I have found some of the worst experiences I've had in life have yielded mm. the best gifts. Mm. You just have to wait. Like I my, yeah. my got married when I was young and that was a disaster. I wouldn't have the marriage I have today if it wasn't for that disaster. And, mm-hmm. and the, the true question is, when we go through those, do we, when we get to the end of that period, do mm-hmm. we stop and reflect and say, okay, what happened here? What lessons am I going to learn? Take stock, take inventory.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's the,
0: whole, that's the whole human journey, right? And I think mm-hmm. you don't know that until you go through it. And that's mm-hmm. what life is. We make a series of choices and decisions every day that we think are the best. Mm-hmm. Some are wrong, some are right. And then you get a yeah. problem on you. And I think that, I think what helps me, because being a founder has been an incredible journey. And, and it's just been, wow, talk about the whole company, the whole world gets to see my mistakes. Think about that. Very similar to an IT profession. If you mess up and, and the servers are down, everyone knows your name, very similar dynamic. I think you have to stop and really just, that's where the vulnerability comes. And if you can't be vulnerable, if you can't tell the truth and you can't be transparent, then why live? Are you gonna run out and ask and, and, and fake ourselves? I mean, I, I get up regularly in my all hands meetings and say, hey, we missed the mark you know, I own it, we're going to get better. And I think that's all part of life, right? I mean, mm. it is what it is. I, I don't like mm. the alternative of, of trying to fake it. That, that's not cool. Yeah.
1: I agree. There's, there's no there's, there's no point to that. And, and, I, and I also agree that you have to take the time to stop and reflect. And as absolutely horrible as a, a particular experience might be at the time, when you get to the end of that, being able to look back on it, there's always going to be something that comes out of that that is worthwhile, right? And that, that you can kind of cling to as, as being worthy of the of the journey. So um, I, I I want to kind of pivot just a little bit here because we talked about um, how things have kind of changed and we have to continue to evolve. And man, we've been on a, a, an evolution, I think, as an industry now for more, more than two years at this point, right? With everything being... Kind of remote, and I mean, I'm not sure what the latest is um, over in 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 the U.S., but I know I was um, I was in South Africa in February, and you know things are starting to kind of warm up and get back to to normal over there. So I know Nick is is almost back to to regular life, and um, over here in Australia, we've now kind of lost I think all of the most of of all of the the restrictions that we've had, Um, and maybe some states might still be a little bit more restricted than others. But where I am in New South Wales, we're pretty Pretty much open for business you know you've got to wear your mask on public transport and just care about your fellow human beings generally don't you know don't be a dick is is kind of the the, the mantra here which is which works um but i mean how are you finding things are you guys is, is things starting to look can i get back to normal it looks like you might be in the office now um is that kind I, of happening
0: yeah I, I work three days here we're actually contemplating getting rid of the office um you know we're in a position where not that we would ever do this before, but I think certainly there's a new way of thinking where you just, you don't want to require people to, you want to be flexible, like the hybrid Mm. work style. So Mm. we have a few people that come in um, and we're in an amazing location. I mean, like right Mm. behind me is the Irvine spectrum, but we're spending, you know, 30 grand a month on this place. And it's like, Mm. there's like a handful of people here. So I personally Mm. like being in the office. Um, I come in three days a week. We don't have a policy. At, at work. We let people come and, come and go. I believe in collaboration and getting together and, and being mm. with people. So that's how that's affecting us. From a standpoint of are things getting back to normal? We're in Orange County, California. So things have always been more liberal, if you will, in terms of wearing mm. masks. And, and you know, we were eating outside at restaurants. Um, and I want to be sensitive because obviously people have lost loved ones to COVID, right? So you mm. have to be careful. And then, of course, you have now what's happening with with gas prices. Gas prices are about six thirty a gallon, mm. um, closer to, wow. to seven, right? So that has an impact on on my workforce mm. and, and their ability to provide for their families. You have the war that's going mm. on. So I, I don't. I'm starting to think that this is the new normal. Mm. New normal mm. uncertainty. Whether it's going to be the war, what's going to be the next? You know, is it, is COVID going to rise back up again in the fall? I hear it in China that's starting to hap- happen. So I think it's more about, you know, controlling what we can control. Um, mm. And then, of course, you have the technology impact of all this, too, right? So you really have two sides. But from a work standpoint, we're, we're, being, we're being flexible. Mm. Does that answer that's, the question?
1: No, absolutely it does, yeah. Because, you know, I think one of the things that we,
0: <laughs> the tune
1: that we continue to sing every time we get together is how much we miss in-person conferences mm. and events and stuff, right? True. You know, certainly for us, for us uh, that's always been one of the, one of the, the benefits of, 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 of working hard, right? Like having, you have this kind of, you, you know, three months or two months of the year where you're 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 traveling, you're going to conferences and um, not that in any way, like certainly the way I do it, and I think Nick does the same is, you know, if we ever speak at events, it, it's hard work, right? I, I You know, anyone who thinks that speaking at an event or at a conference is just a, a junket where you're, you know, hanging around with your mates, it's not, it's certainly if you do it right, it's not. It's, you know, there's a lot of prep time and, and, and kind of rehearsal time and, and just making sure you're getting getting it right for the audience, right? If someone takes the time to come to a session that I'm presenting, I wanna make sure that they leave that session mm-hmm. with the best possible experience and the best possible info. And to get to that, it, it takes work, right? But, but certainly, mm-hmm. like I've always seen it as it's, it's, you work really hard during the beginning of the year and then that last, you know, those last couple of months of the year where conference season hits, it's a, it's a nice time to be able to say, okay, well, let's go and have, you know, let's go and catch up with everyone from the industry that we haven't seen for a while. Um, You know, I know I can't remember the last time I worked in California, but you know, we went, we had dinner that one time. And I mean, it must've been five years ago now because, you know, uh, we've had pandemic for two. um, It might uh, be longer
0: Chris I mean, it
1: it it might actually, it might because, uh, you know, sometimes you, you know, I spent a lot of time working on the other coast for a while before I, before I left too. Um, But, As I was saying, the sort of in-person conference is something that we really miss. Um, But it sounds like stuff's starting to happen again, right? There's something coming up. uh, Is it in a couple of weeks? Uh, We're talking about the M365 conference?
0: So so from my understanding, at this time, Microsoft's not planning Ignite. And from my sources, they say we're not planning it right now. So they have like this open-endedness to it.
1: Yeah, it's like there's an out, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: and I think with the pandemic, certainly there was very positive things that came out of the pandemic The techno, all the technology walls came down the number mm-hmm. of people that adopted teams all the red tape mm-hmm. just like boom we, we have no choice which yeah. so I think from a technology standpoint that was amazing the amount of time that we got with our families was amazing mm-hmm. um you know being at home and it, as much as there was fear and anxiety we were with our family a lot and so the amount mm-hmm. of quality time the human race got was, was pretty profound now there's a long list of negatives that came from it. Um, and I think what you're seeing in the workforce right now with the great resignation, it's, I think people are burnt out, right? You mm-hmm. know, When you're on a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting, the conversation tends to be about the problem you're facing mm-hmm. versus when you're in the office and you say, hey, Emily, let's go get some coffee. You start mm-hmm. to talk about, oh, you're getting married and this is going on, or, or you're a football yeah. fan, you're talking about the game, the human connection, the experience. Same thing with with, with the mm-hmm. events and conferences it was such a void created. And one of the Mm. biggest reasons why we throw our parties and and just love the events is it's an opportunity for the community to to come together, clients, partners, MVPs, Mm. where you can talk about technologies. You can just talk about friendship, right? Mm. We missed that huge gap. So what we're doing as a company right now is we're charting a course for several events. We signed up, with the folks at um, the Microsoft 365 Conference. If you go to m365conference.com, or if you email us at E-Now, we have discounted tickets. They're putting on a show April 5th through the 7th in Las Vegas. So by the time mm-hmm. this comes out, um, it'll still be an opportunity to go. Um, Jeff Tepper is gonna be there uh, speaking. Several Microsoft people, several MVPs, Martina and Tony, Grom are gonna be there. eNow is hosting a VIP dinner. We're hosting a scheduled maintenance party at the top of the stratosphere. Mm. You've never been mm. to the top of the stratosphere. We're going to have an epic party there to celebrate. Wow. It'll be safe. Everyone's uh, being COVID tested, vaccine card. We got the bases covered. Mm. But I think there's a void, Chris. Um, mm. and it feels like with the pandemic, like it feels like I haven't seen you mm. in three or four years. Even if It's probably only been maybe two. We've spoken here or there. But mm. there's nothing like having a glass of scotch sitting across the table and saying, hey, what's going on in your life? And not talking mm. about solving a problem. It's more the human yeah. connection so exactly yeah right and that's sorely lacking um even this conversation is bringing the, you know bringing it back because i mean yeah. when i go to the conferences i just love talking to people and just you know that's what we do is we go talk and and i like hearing mm-hmm. what's going on because i'm always on the search for new problems to solve mm-hmm. and naturally when you talk great things you know great things come out of it but we have the m365 conference that is for sure confirmed there's a whole host of other conferences we're in the process of selecting and again, it's about being with the community. Um, last mm-hmm. thing I'll say about the M365 conference is Veeam is sponsoring our party. We cannot do these events alone. They cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. especially yep. if we have the top shelf alcohol and we like to have epic locations. But So they're going to yeah. be helping us as well. Um, and they sponsored multiple parties. And and I think the one thing that for sure Veeam and I share in common, um, and there's an MVP that runs their evangelist group um, by the name of Rick. He's all about the community. And I mm-hmm. think... That's really where it begins and ends. It, it begins with us. It it always starts with people that are like minded that want to solve problems. And then from there, you can grow anything. Hmm. Yeah, I,
1: I must say, so I'm 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 quite bummed that I missed um, somehow I missed or well, actually I know exactly how is I haven't been paying attention. That's how. Uh, the, the, the N365 Last one in the way, Chris. Yeah, the the N three six five conference. I um um I would Man, I would have loved to make the trip over for that. I just uh, by the time I found out, it's just it was just too too short notice for me to, to kind of re you know rearrange my schedule to get over to to Vegas. But I would have. And you're would working on
0: coming now, so we're good. There'll be other shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think we need to touch
1: base on on what the other shows are that you guys are going to be yep. involved with, so mm-hmm. that we can get uh, cloud architect's presence there as well potentially and see what we can what we can do about that because that would be that would be pretty epic. I I definitely miss it, and I uh there has you know if ignite isn't going to happen this year um then there's got to be something else right we we can kind of work towards and uh and 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 kind of where we can get together and just kind of yeah share stories and see how everyone's doing and touch base with people because you know it's great we have this you know touch point and we we get to talk a little bit but there's so many other people in the community that we just don't see unless you you bump into them at at conferences right things like that
0: yeah and you know and life keeps going right so the conference Gives us a chance to pause and catch up on life. And we haven't had that. And I think I there's think mm. more work. I mean, how many of us are in back to back to back to back meetings? I had to tell my team, like, guys, I can't, mm. I, I, mm. I, I'm sorry, I was starting to get burnt out by all the meetings. I'm like, well, oh, we got to have yeah. a break here. Need some time to think and need some time to connect. So, absolutely. Chris, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll reach out to you and we'll we'll keep you in the loop as to what events we're doing. And we'll have that up on our site as well.
1: Cool. And yeah, of course, scheduled maintenance. Everyone knows scheduled maintenance. So you know, if you're if you're going to be going to Vegas, um, you know, have a look up for that because that'll be epic. Stratosphere, man, come on. <laughs> that's 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 you know, and, and there've been some epic ones over the years as well, right? I, I don't even when I was thinking about it um, uh, last night when I was kind of prepping for, for for this recording, I thought about some of the all of the events that we've done, or at least that you now have done that I have been you know fortunate enough to attend, and there've been some. Some pretty awesome ones. I, there's definitely been one or two in Vegas. Uh, and yeah, some, some other ones across the country. Chicago, I think, and everywhere else. And mm-hmm. so it's been pretty pretty fun.
0: Yeah, Chicago will go down in memory. But I, you know, it's the people that make the event. And so like mm-hmm. Stephen Rose is going to be at our event um, at the party. I had an opportunity to meet him yesterday and get to know him. What an what a awesome oh, He's person. great. Very awesome.
1: cool. He's a big, big uh, friend of the show as well. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't about, that.
0: Yeah. And so, so yeah. he's going to be bringing a lot of the speakers to the party. Um, but it's it's really it's a combination of the speakers, the MVPs, the customers, the mm. partners. You know, everyone just you. Know, the whole idea behind schedule maintenance is you know we have to do the hard work and patch servers and and just you. know, IT is not a glorious job. It's getting cooler and mm. definitely it's getting cooler. But it's not you know, as glorious as it could be. So the idea is let's go have some fun and let's blow off some steam and let's talk and let's connect, mm. right?
1: The last time we had uh, Stephen on, uh, on the show, he wore an Iron Man helmet, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> which was just epic. Uh, so we had some, some uh, sort of preview uh, material that we did with him where he was wearing an, uh, an actual Iron Man helmet, which, mm. you know, he, and when, when you know him, then you go well. Of course, he's wearing an Iron Man helmet because that's what he does, right? Or that's yes. you know, that's something that's completely on brand for him. But uh, yeah, he, he always. I,
0: I, I didn't know him. I, I just reached yeah. out to him on LinkedIn and, and and told him what the party was about and our events, and said I'd love to to connect. Not thinking I'd get a response back because you know, mm. people at Microsoft are extremely busy. He mm. instantly wrote back. We started chatting. Next thing you know, we're on Teams call. I, I got to know him, and mm. you know, again, back to the community, back to why I'm grateful. Yeah. You, know, you can't do anything great by being alone. That That is one yeah. thing I definitely believe in, and you need a lot of support.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very mm. true. Very true. Um, no, but the irony is that Jay got to meet the magic that is Steve, and Steve got to meet the magic that is Jay. So it's a uh, community is amazing, and none of us would be here without someone who believed in us. And what I love about Steve is that he believed in many people and created a platform for them. And Mm -hmm. some of the people that listen to the show know exactly what he's done for them. And it's the kind of thing that he doesn't even ask to be recognized for. He just, he sees a human being that he wants to invest in and he gets behind them and he does it. So Mm -hmm. big, big for Mr.
1: Rose.
0: Yeah, well, Nick,
1: I, I I almost thought you lost power there again and I was about to say damn we lost you but but you came back so that's that's good um, I was hoping
0: that wasn't my connection
1: <laughs> no 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 I know Nick, lives, Nick has these occasional like you know blips oh. where it just because it well it, in, in fairness it's happened to me before as well where I kick my uh, I kick my power cord out for like the camera or something and then I just go black so you know oh, these so nice. things happen
0: um, it's technology
1: so, okay, so we, I think we've had a, this has been a really great conversation about uh, looking back and where we've come from and, and kind of how, you know, how you got started, but, you know, how about if we look look ahead, like, what do you, we're in a very interesting time, I think, from a technology perspective now, like things are rapidly changing, as you said, you know, I think, you um, uh, a lot of folks have kind of called COVID like the biggest change agent we've ever seen. And I think that's pretty, that's pretty accurate. Where, where, where do you think we're going to go? I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts? Sister? What are you guys doing as E-NOW? Um, any cool things that you guys are working on that you want to talk about so, or can talk about?
0: I can talk about something. So let's, t- let's talk about change. So mm-hmm. I think with the cloud, the whole model changed. And, and the problem that the cloud saw, and specifically with 365, is when you looked at Microsoft's back office applications, and let's go back a little bit and call it Link before it you know, evolved into Teams, you know, Link, Exchange, SharePoint, getting those products to work together technically wasn't a challenge. I mean, there was definitely mm-hmm. challenges in getting to work together, but it really, rarely did you see an organization had everything configured and having it all working together. And, and the reason for that from, from my vantage point is humans, politics, yeah. different departments, right? So yeah. Microsoft has solved that problem. They've integrated the service and now have given that to us, but now there's a whole new set of problems. You know, what is the, what is the administrative model? You have a yeah. governance problem. You have a whole set of new challenges that have arisen. Um, so I think the new challenge is watching and keeping up with the rate of change and then looking at where the opportunities are in the market for ENow, monitoring and analytics has always been our bread and butter. So what we're doing is we're continuing to double down. Um, we have a release coming out very soon that is going to greatly expand um, the number of synthetic transactions that we do for OneDrive with SharePoint. And so for those that don't know who ENow is, we take a very unique approach to monitoring. So going back to my admin days, um, one of my frustrations was in working with, and, and I'm not knocking these tools, but I was I was truthfully working with NetIQ. Some of the Quest products, and the frustration I had was it felt like the screen was throwing up at me, and I had a huge environment to manage, eighteen thousand users, and it was hard to get actionable insights as to what's happening. So, what E now is um, one of the things we really care about is taking the complex and making it simple, and giving you visibility into the cloud. So, if you mm-hmm. are if you are you know in a hybrid environment or you have Office three sixty five, when there's an outage, do you know if it's a Microsoft problem or if it's a you problem? And if it's a you problem. Where in your organization is it a you problem? Is it a certificate? Is it with the authentication team? Is it with the networking team? So our software does a really good job of kind of pointing you in the right direction in a very simplistic view. Um, Mm. What we're focused on right now is doubling down into SharePoint, OneDrive and Teams. So we've always been like the market leader for Exchange. Mm. Um, And now we have a whole host of synthetic transactions. When I say synthetic transactions, I'm not talking about a browser plugin. I'm talking about connecting to the service like a user uploading and downloading a file, changing mm. things. Um, the breadth is pretty deep. I don't want to make this a product pitch, but that's mm. one particular area that's always been our bread and butter. A new problem that we've heard from our clients over the past year has been uh, getting visibility into license consumption. And mm. so with Microsoft raising prices, a lot of people are having a lot of heartburn over that. Uh, the prices have gone up from 10 to, to 15 to 16%. Um, I run a software company. It costs money to make features. I understand why Microsoft's doing it, but there's been a lot of frustration. And the frustration that we're seeing um, is when it comes time to negotiate with Microsoft or get visibility, finance doesn't have the tools. The native tools Mm. are sorely lacking. They come over to IT and say, help us figure this out. And IT is like, what do you mean you want to help us figure this out? Let's go look at the activity reports. I go look at the same thing. Mm. And it, it creates a problem that, I mean, let's be honest, You know, what IT person wants to work on license optimization, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I speak to them all the time. So, so what we're working on is taking that problem away from them
2: mm-hmm. and
0: now giving finance a dashboard. So in our, in our release that we have out now, we can help identify overlapping licenses, duplicate licenses, inactive licenses. Hey, what about John that you gave a Visio license to five months ago? He's not using it, but someone else wants Visio. When was the mm. last time you purchased license? Who purchased the licenses? Right. Definitely, it's not a very sexy problem, yeah. but it is a problem that is causing uh, IT folks 60, 70 hours to work with. Mm. Um, and I see it as a problem that's not gonna go away. As SaaS mm. providers continue to iterate, they're changing their licensing model and becoming a licensed SME is on no one's list.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly.
0: You know what what what's in an E5, what's in the security bundle, how do I get you know DLP? we've had to kind of learn a lot of this. So, so that's one problem we're solving. And then moving into teams, we're getting into some more monitoring that can help. I mean, you talked about the pandemic, huge portion of the workforce still at home when there's a problem with teams call quality. Is it because of the home router? Is it because of, of, of the person's setup or is it a problem with teams? So we're looking into all those areas and then we have a bunch of more stuff that's on the roadmap that I can't talk about, but maybe another quarter or two you guys have me back on and I can uh, share some other challenges. But certainly a lot of change that's happening and mm-hmm. what we're trying to do is keep up with it and just you know really listen to our clients. That's that's a big competitive differentiator. We, we really listen to clients and then add that to our roadmap.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And that licensing challenge, not only is it not a sexy problem to solve, it's a difficult problem to solve because you know, folks don't, you know, if you're a large organization, the amount of duplication you potentially have in in the licenses that you've purchased, because, oh, well, we want that feature. And because, of course, you can get, you know, X feature in like four different SKUs, right? And so you end up layering SKU upon SKU. Um, I think, then, you know, I can definitely see where there'd be some, some real value, especially for larger orgs where uh, there's a, a lot of uh, duplicate there. So. Interesting stuff and, and and exciting. So Jay, I, you know, conscious of the time here as well. Uh, I know you're you're kind of about to fire up a work day. So um, before we let you go, uh, you know, we've talked about e now a little bit. We've talked about the scheduled maintenance party. Is there mm-hmm. something else that you want to plug, or you know, is there um, a way for folks to get hold of you if they wanted to, to talk? Are you open to those types of things? How would you like to be reached? Um, you know, yeah, go ahead. If there's anything that you you know you'd like to promote or plug.
0: No, I mean, I, I'm grateful for the work that you guys are doing, right? You're doing a service to the IT community. I'm, I'm grateful to be on uh, be on the show. And then both of you guys have helped you now throughout the years. So just, mm-hmm. I, I really don't have anything to plug. If someone wants to talk about the entrepreneurial journey or, you know, I pretty much have made every mistake in the book. So I, this is something I'm passionate about. Not only am I a member of the Tony Robbins group, I'm a member of entrepreneurs organization. It's something I just, man, mm-hmm. I, I I love helping other entrepreneurs. So you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Jay Gondotra. You can reach out to me on email. Um, It's funny, my wife and I were talking about shortening my email address. I got to get our IT folks to change my alias. It's j.gondotra at enowsoftware.com. But yeah, reach out to me if if I can help. I mean, so many people have helped me along the way. And again, just super grateful for the opportunity to chat with you guys. And hopefully we'll we'll do it soon over a glass of scotch at, at at an event. And if not now... I'm sure Microsoft's going to bring back at night and we'll, we'll be together soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And I definitely, definitely look forward to that. I think there's so much, uh, so much more we could potentially catch up on as well, but yeah, having you back anytime uh, you're always welcome. We, we like to kind of have these open invitations to, to our guests. So anytime you want to come back, you know, feel free to, to reach out and we'll, we'll have you back and man really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy too. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us and, um, yeah, we'll we'll see you around, I guess.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you guys both. I really appreciate it. Hey,
1: everyone. Before you go, we just wanted to say thank you for listening. We really enjoy putting this podcast together for you every two weeks. Please visit us at thearchitects.cloud or alternatively drop us a tweet. We'd love to hear what you have to say. At
0: the Cloud Arc.